0: Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Today, I'm excited because we're in part three of Characters Welcome. You came in and it was different goodies here today. Enjoy those. Grab some to take home with you. But... Um, I'm excited about this series where next week is our last one. You want to come? Because it's not just the last week of characters welcome. It's our two-year anniversary of being in this building. Come on. And we're going to celebrate and we're going to have a great time. So don't miss next week. It's going to be good. But today we're going to jump right in and I'm going to, I'm going to, we're we're just going to go off the cuff today, all right? It's going to be a little different. So uh, this story that we're talking about today, we don't have an actual character, so I figured we'd just find one. I need, I need a character. It's got to be a, a male character. So you got any guys who want to come up who are good readers, that good at reading, that can be loud and proud in the microphone? All right. All right, we got one right here. Come on. Come on. Let's welcome Gabe. All right, we need one more. One more guy one more guy maybe um here we go come on up dude all right so we've got two characters and now let's set the scene and I'm going to kind of put Blake a little bit on on uh, the spot here we we need we need it like it looks like it's nighttime in here because this story happens at night so here we'll set the stage we'll set the scene here there we go thank you that's good all right, so, so this guy over here, this, you're going to be Nicodemus today, all right? Is that right? And then you're going to be Jesus for the moment, okay? Is that okay? So what, you, what you're going to do is you're going to read us the story today. I'll
1: read i read I Assuming mine's in red.
0: Yes, yours is in red. Good, good. Yes. <laughs> yours is in blue. And mine will be black. So here we go. Are you ready for the story today? It's found in John 3. You might have heard it before. Now there was a Pharisee, a man by the name of Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish Ruling Council. He came to Jesus at night and said,
1: oh, Rabbi, we know that you're a great, you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing and if God were not him with him. not, not with, him. Good. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when, they're, when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying. You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sounds, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? You are Israel's teacher, and you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. Have spoke, I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so
0: loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today that you've given us your word. We thank you that we can come together and hear it and believe it. So I pray that today, Holy Spirit, you speak To our church, you speak to us, our hearts and our minds, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, can we give these guys a big hand here? We'll bring the lights back up. So all throughout scripture, God uses people. God uses um, individuals to do his work. And at that moment, we see Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. And we're going to get into that in a moment. But if you've been here uh, for this series, you kind of know what it's about now. We're going through the Bible. We're picking, handpicking some characters that we're going to talk about. Today is Nicodemus. Uh, Last week was Esther. The first week was the centurion. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, And if you missed last week's, it should be online here soon. But the gospel... It's all about the good news. This character's welcome s- series is about spreading the gospel in Frostproof and around in, in our area. Um, I, love, I love what these stories bring us, right? If you read throughout the Bible, there's thousands of people mentioned in the Bible. It's not just God, it's not just what he's doing, but it's what he's doing through people. So next week is gonna be a really special one, so you don't wanna miss that, but today, we talk about Nicodemus. So maybe you're like, wow, this is like the iconic scripture. Like even everybody knows John 3.16, Pastor. But you know what? I, I was thinking about it this week. I was looking at this, this character, Nicodemus, and I don't think I've ever spoke or preached just about this guy. And I, I looked into it a little bit further. I'm like, I really want our church to understand Nicodemus because I believe that Nicodemus is a lot like us church people, church folks. Okay, he was religious. I know you're like, oh well he was a Pharisee and pastor. I'm not a Pharisee. Sometimes we are, (laughs) right? You're like, oh no. He was impressed by Jesus. So he's like, I need to hang out with this Jesus guy. I need to see what he's doing. I want to understand what he's doing. Um, So back in John 2, we kind of see why he's so impressed, Look at this, John 2, 23. Now, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. So they believe that, that Nicodemus was in that group of people. They believe that Nicodemus is one of the guys who shows up and hears and sees these miracles and signs and wonders that Jesus is performing. He's like, I, wanna, I want that. I want what he has. I want to know what, what's going on. Uh, with this guy. So we see this interaction. You know, um, Pharisees were educated. All right, I'm sure there's lots of us in here who are educated in Pharisee. He was influential leader. He was part of the ruling council. He was a leader in the community. He was an influencer. You know, he kind of represents a lot of us. Maybe you're a leader uh, in your work. You're at least a leader in your home, right? So what better way to show us than to show us the gospel through someone like Nicodemus? And maybe you haven't thought about it this way before. And I love what Shannon was talking about earlier, this foundation. So I I began thinking. I know we always have these illustrations up here. I didn't want to do one today, but imagine you've got Nicodemus or you have us and we're building something. You know that we're all building something we're all building life. We're all building something. And so Nicodemus had this great life. He was he was a leader. So so we put that box on. He was an influencer. He was part of the ruling council. He was educated. He probably had some money. And he had he would go around and he probably dressed really nice because everybody knew who he was. He had to kind of show up and be like, "Hey, I'm the I'm the guy." So he had some of these in place, and not, none of those are wrong, right? None of those are bad. Um, but Nicodemus was just a regular guy that was leading, just maybe like us, and he was building his life, and he thought, "Hey, I've got all the right pieces to the puzzle of my life." But then he experiences what Jesus is doing. He's like, "Wait a second, what's so different about Jesus than than what I've been reading about?" In the Old Testament. What type of life are we, are we building? And what foundation are we building our life on? You know, Pharisees usually, if you look in the Bible, if you read the Gospels, they're usually opposing Jesus, aren't they? They're like, they're questioning him. Hey, what, what do you think about this person? They were caught in the act of adultery. Like, what's going on here? Wait, you're healing on the Sabbath. So the Pharisees would come and they would be questioning Jesus constantly. Ever, have anybody like that in your life? Right? That's why I, I was telling someone this week. Um, uh, Emma's been in school for a while, and I think one time I went to her teacher and questioned something. I don't want to be that parent, right? Wait, if you're that parent, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Maybe hitting too close to home. Um, but but maybe you're that teacher. You're like I'm always getting these. Everybody's questioning me. I think I'm doing an okay job. Um, but the Pharisees were always coming to Jesus, and Jesus always had great uh, rebuttals for them. And you'd think for a minute that time. Remember, he's he's there. He's writing in the sand. Okay, those of you that have cast, those of you that haven't sinned, you cast the first stone. And he would have these great rebuttals. And then they came to him one day and said. He was, he was asking about taxes. Well, let me see a coin. He looks on, hey, all right, Caesar's on there. Give to, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. He's like, oh, we didn't trap him again. And so Pharisees are always coming to Jesus. They're usually on the opposition side of things. But this man came at night. Now, we might be asking, like, why did he show up at night to see Jesus? Was it because he didn't want the other Pharisees or all the people to be like, hey, this guy's a leader and he's going to Jesus for help. He wants to find out what's going on with Jesus over here. Maybe it was a little bit of pride, right? Any of us uh, deal with pride? I think we all do at some points, right? So he maybe it's because of pride. He's like, I, I don't want anybody to see me hanging out with Jesus. He's kind of on the fringe. He's on the outside here He's doing some amazing things. I don't know what's going on, so I want to find out, but I'm going to go at night. Maybe it was just because he was timid. He didn't want to be around him with a group of people. Or perhaps maybe um, he, did, he wanted just some uninterrupted time with Jesus, right? And so Nicodemus comes at night, and I want to talk just about three things today about building, about building our life and what we're building so I'm just going to jump right in. It's not going to be a super long message, but I really want us to understand through Nicodemus who God is calling us to be. Amen? So let's look at the first one. Number one, it's a couple questions. What are you building and who is your builder? Now some of you know that Tara and I recently uh, bought a different house um, and we are, we've already moved and so we had someone come in, um, well before we bought the house, they flipped it. Have you ever seen a house that was flipped? They can be really good or it can be really bad or it can be okay. Ours was just kind of in the middle there. When we turned the, uh, when we turned the washer on for the first time, guess what happened? They forgot to put the drain in the drain place. Whatever that's called. Pipe. That was the easiest part. You don't even have to do this. You just go, and that's it. The drain's in there. Guess what happened? First time we did laundry. Water everywhere. Yes. And all these other little random things that we, we took care of, but I got thinking about it. I'm like, man, I would have, maybe next time, I'm just going to build my own house from the foundation up, find a great builder and start with some dirt. I like that idea, right? Because guess what? I get to design it, I get to do what I want. You know what's amazing? That in Genesis we start hearing about this God who says, I'm going to build something special. And he starts speaking things into existence the sun and the moon and the earth. And the oceans and the animals. Isn't it amazing? The vegetation. And then he gets to us and he breathes life into us. He, he forms us differently from everything else. And he has this great creation that he says, I'm going to build something special. They'll be over everything. Not everybody likes that, right? In 2019, it's like, wait, God, people can't be over this or this. Um, But he starts building this thing called people. And he starts building them with their own individual hearts and minds and eyes. Like everybody we all, we're all different. That's what makes us all so special, right? And so The theme for 2019 here at New Hope is called Kingdom Builders. You've probably heard of it, right? We've been talking about Kingdom Builders and the whole idea is how are you building your life? What life are you building and who is the builder? So are you building it on sand like the Bible says or is it on a firm foundation? You know, God is proud of what He built. You know that God is proud of what He built in you? I think we don't, we don't talk about this enough at church, right? We, I'll, I'll come up and we'll preach. I'm like, hey, we've got to get rid of this in our life. We've got to get rid of this in our life. But you know that God is proud of what he built in you, that he made you special, that he made you, you, right? No one believes me, Right? <laughs> It's just me. A guy got up this morning and looked in the mirror. I don't think it's that special. Only a face a mama could love, right? Or a father in heaven. But he built something special. Hey, have you ever built something? I built an Ikea cabinet yesterday. Praise the Lord. You ever built an Ikea cabinet? I thought things in my mind that I haven't thought since I was a teenager. Lord help me. (laughs) But I did okay and it was all, it's all done, nothing was broken. It's up and it's working, isn't that awesome? But have you ever built something from scratch or baked something, come on, where are our bakers at? All right, bring me some cookies, I need some cookies. And when you're done and it tastes good, are you proud of it? In my home, we try to make cookies. We've tried for years to make some good cookies. And if you're close friends with Tara, you'll know some of the special stories that we have in our house that we make cookies. When we get to the new house, Tara's like, I'm making cookies. I was like, sweet. I can't wait to smile when the cookie is not so good. Is that lying? No. Okay. So we get the cookies and they are, I told her, I said, these are the best cookies I've ever had. You know what? It's okay. She can be proud of those great cookies, can't she? Because she, from scratch, she made them. You know what? God is proud that he made us, that he loves us so much. That he made all of our intricate parts. And you know what is so special about that? If if you build something, maybe you build a house or maybe you restore a car. There's a guy in my neighborhood. He's always out there washing his vehicle. I don't know where he finds the time. It's like, dude, you've washed your car four times this week. Can you come wash mine? Mine hasn't been done in like three months. But where did you find the time? So he's washing his car, but you know what? He paid money for that car. He's proud of his car. That's good, he's taking care of what he has. You know that God takes care of what he builds? That he loves what he's done? And and we're the ones who who put it down. We're the ones who put ourselves down. So we gotta remember that we have a loving God who built something amazing and special, and that it's okay that he's proud of it. And it's okay that we're proud of it. Amen? God designed a great, and the Bible calls us. You know that, that in the Old Testament, there was this place called the temple. And they would go there, and that's where they would worship. That's where they would pray. And We, we can't get into all of the details today, but it was a location. The New Testament is really extra special because God calls us the temple. That we have God living and moving and active in our life. We don't need to, which we should, but we don't need to come to this location to meet with God. God's with us at all times because He created us as His temple. He designed it that way. He, wants, he doesn't want just the temple to be okay. He wants us to thrive He wants us to succeed. He wants us to grow. He wants us to have eternity. Amen? And so we have this great, big, amazing God who wants the best for us. Now, his best and our best looks different. Right? Ours is we're like, oh, I'm building my foundation. Right? It looks really good. And I'm sure all the things, maybe you're going to fill in the blanks of what those are in your life. You're building, you're building, you're building. And I'm sure all of the things you want to do and all the things you want to build are great things, right? But if Jesus isn't at the foundation, when the wind and the storms come, guess what? That, that whole thing will collapse if you don't build it in the right place and at, with the right foundation. We want to take care of it. We want to take care of what the master builder whose God has done. We want to take care of our physical body, but we also want to take care of our spiritual self. We're all building something. Look what it says here in 1 Corinthians 3.10-19. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. It's already laid. Are we, are we taking everything that we have and building it on that proper foundation? Or are we trying to build something of our own? Of our own? So the question here is, what are you building? Who is your builder? Second one. Ready? Build again. Build again. Look at this. John 3, 3. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now, remember in this story, Nicodemus is like, what? How can I, how can I, how can I be born again? How can I go into my mother's womb and be born again? That's craziness, Jesus. What do you mean by this? Jesus replied to Nicodemus, shatters the Jewish assumption Of their racial identity. They thought at the time. That just because they were Jewish. They would have eternity with God forever. That was at the time. That was the thinking. They didn't realize. They didn't see the Messiah coming as he came. As a baby. Coming. Someone humble. A servant. They were thinking of a different kingdom coming. They assured, so they thought that their place in God's kingdom was assured because of their background. You know what? I think we get like that sometimes, church people. Like, well, my grandmother went to church. I'm good. My grandfather was a pastor. I'm good. It's all about this personal relationship, building our life on the foundation of Jesus It's not about what someone did before or what a family member believes. It's between you and God. Jesus makes it plain that a man's first birth does not assure him of the kingdom. Only being born again gives him this assurance. And obviously it wasn't a physical rebirth. It was taught... Widely among the Jews at the time that since they descended from Abraham, they were automatically assured of heaven. And obviously that's not true. We aren't talking about being refurbished. You know, Jesus doesn't want to come in your life and be like, okay, looks good. All right, we're just going gonna to flip it like we flip houses. No, no, he's saying, listen, take everything out. Bring it down to the dirt, I'll come in, I'll be the foundation, and you can build your life upon me. Some of us think that coming and being part of church, and part of what God's doing is like, hey, it's, it's my makeover. But God says, no, no, it's not just a makeover, it's a rebirth Where is your foundation? Who is your builder? He wants to build again. Start a new house. From the foundation up, everything begins to change. Nicodemus was coming to Jesus for answers. He wanted the truth, didn't he? Nicodemus wanted to understand who Jesus was and why he was there. What he got may have shocked him. He's like, wait a second. So just because I'm a Jew doesn't mean that, that I I get in, right? Some people say that. How do I, just tell me how I get in to heaven. Just tell me. And I'm good. He thought he was a good. Imagine though, for a world like the one that we live in. I want to, I want to share something from the scripture that we've been reading on Wednesday nights. Look at this. 2 Timothy 3. And this is the kind of world we live in right now, 3 verse 1 to 4. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. And this is kind of where people are building their foundation. It's about me. I've got my money. And here's some of the foundation. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. I love how he calls it right out. Ungrateful. Ungrateful is simply, I'm not thankful for what I have. That could be an action. That could be something you say. Ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. That's quite a list, isn't it? And some of us, that's kind of how we've been building our life, brick by brick. And Jesus said, no, 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 I want to come in, I want to wipe the slate clean. I want to come in and wipe the slate clean. You know, it's a breath of fresh air, what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus. You mean I can start over? You mean I can be born again? You mean you want to start from the ground up and wipe everything away that's not good? In Genesis it said after they took the fruit that God asked them not to. He said, surely you will die. He didn't mean at that moment physically they were going to die. He meant that mankind sometime would die. And to go a little further, would be separated from God forever. But then Jesus comes along. And is this gift that the whole world has been waiting for, has been groaning for. God said in Genesis, surely you will die. But John John says, you can live for eternity with the Creator who loves you. So this last point, write it down. It's long. You can put as many O's as you want. But it says this, God so loves us. Amen. Like you can go in eternity with the O's. Deep and wide. The master builder loves us. I know we've heard this from the time we were little kids, right? Jesus loves me. This I know. Right? But instead of it being some head knowledge today, let it be some heart knowledge today. Yes, Jesus loves me, but... Yes, Jesus loves me. That he left heaven to go on a cross to shed his blood for me. John 3, 14 to 17. Just as Moses was lifted up, lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. That whoever believes in Him, whoever. Let's pause there for a moment. Whoever. I think we limit God on who. But whoever encompasses everyone. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but save the world through Him. God's love is so deep. His love is so wide that anyone can enter. Anyone who simply believes. Well, wait, Pastor Landon. Don't I need to, like, like do stuff? Well, God calls us to do good things. But no, he says here, it's just about believing that you will receive Jesus. He loved us so much, he gave Jesus. God fashioned me with his hands. Can we we stand up for a moment? I want to read this over you. If you don't mind, just closing your eyes for a moment. And I could read a bunch of these all day long of how God so loves us. But here's just a few. God fashioned me with his hands. God delivers me from slavery. God grants me access to him. God shelters me. God keeps his covenant of love to me to the thousand generations. God gives me divine purpose God shows mercy in spite of my repeated failures. God anoints me with His Holy Spirit. God builds a home for me. God remains faithful to me. God shows me loving, patient. God grants me success. God makes my prayers powerful. God, persistent love restores me. God crowns me with worth and makes me royalty. God sustains me in suffering. Come on, church. God sees my tears and gives me hope. God grants me new mercy every morning. God brings life to my dead bones. God joins me in the fire. God protects me when I feel powerless. God invites me to walk humbly with Him. God gives me refuge in times of trouble. I don't know if you can hear what I'm saying today. God gives me... God himself dwells with me and gives me peace. God assures me of his coming. God pours out his blessing on me. God stills the storm in my soul. God gives me everlasting life. God sets me free. God completes me. God returns to bring me home with him someday. I don't know about you, but our God loves us so much that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's bow our heads for a moment. I want to challenge you with something today before we go. Number one, if you haven't made the decision to follow Jesus, Make that decision today. He's waiting. He's knocking at the door. He's asking, will you follow me? I'll come in. You'll have a fresh start. And number two, and this is hard for a lot of people, even followers of Jesus, accept his love for you today. Accept what he's given you today. Let's pray this prayer today. Lord, I accept your love today. Thank you for loving me so much that you left heaven to go to the cross for me. Forgive me of my sin. I want to follow you. Give me the gift of your Holy Spirit so I can have the same power that raised you from the dead. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Can I do something a little different today? I want to pray a prayer over you. Would you just raise your hand if you want to be included in that? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Hey, if you made that decision to follow Jesus today or last week, um, we have a gift for you. It's called a Fresh Start book. We'd love to give you that. It's at the table out here. Have a great day. Have a great week. We love you.